Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. An appropriate quote for this episode. Den die Toten reiten schnell. For the dead travel fast. It's derived from a poem by Gottfried August Berger and is whispered in the ear of Jonathan Harker as the carriage arrives to take him to Castle Dracula in Bram Stoker's masterpiece. Our campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and this is episode 68. I'm your game master, and Jeff Wilkins will be giving the recap. Well then, it looks like the carriage has arrived. The players are ready. Let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Bit of a long recap, sorry about that, but we covered a lot of information. Our last episode started off with a group being gathered in Rupert's cabin on the train. He's gone missing, and his cabin is a mess as if there was a struggle. The steward has searched the obvious places on the train, and he's nowhere to be found. Eldridge has had a bit too much to drink and is in fear for Rupert's life and ours. We continue to search the train, looking for Rupert, and end up towards the front of the train by the foregone. There's no sign of him. We turn to go back to our cabin when we are all overcome with a feeling of terror and dread. Something is waiting for us in the lounge. Eldridge steals himself and enters the lounge car. In the cabin is a tall man dressed in fine blue clothing. He looks ancient. He demands that we give him all of our Sedevkar statue pieces and to remove all the garlic. Clearly, the garlic is a weakness for him. Dr. Keith is emboldened by this and steps forward and asks what his name is, to which he responds, I am the Count Fenelik. The Count admits to having followed us along our journey and at times even killing the members of the Skinless Cult in order to protect us. He's letting us do all the work in collecting the statue and now that we have all the pieces, he's demanding that we give him, give them over to him. And with that, he throws Rupert's head on the ground in front of us and proceeds to bite the neck of the steward standing next to him. Eldritch tries to ask him a question about the statue, but the Count instead moves at an incredible speed and grabs Eldritch. Dr. Dawkins runs at him with the Mim Sahis knife. Just then, the Count sinks his teeth into Eldritch's neck, but in the next moment, he throws Eldritch to the side of the ground with a look of confusion and frustration. Dr. Keith manages to remove the ruby from her handkerchief, and it causes the Count to burn on his skin. Again, the Count is surprised by this, and he surprisingly retreats into a cloud of purplish smoke towards the back of the train. Eldridge pushes away Dr. Dawkins as he tries to help and runs to the bathroom. He emerges from the bathroom with a gash in his hand, and instead of bleeding blood, he is bleeding ice water. He, nor us, know why. A moment later, the Count sends us a message via a steward that has apparently he has some sort of mind control over. The Count tells us if we don't give him the statue, he's going to kill everyone on board the train. We debate or review our options, and it's not looking good. We finally decide we need to gather all the pieces in the lounge and fight if we need to and hope that we can make it till sunrise, which is in about another two hours. He makes another attempt to get the pieces from us by threatening to kill a little girl in front of us, but we manage to hold him off as the first lights of dawn break. He transforms back into the mist and then escapes the lounge area. There are bodies on the train, so they stop the train and are ready to call for the authorities. 
we're questioned and we don't admit to anything. We're going to be questioned by the police probably once we arrive at the next stop in Villingrad at approximately 11 a.m. later that morning. That brings us up to date. All right. So you've been questioned. You have... Uh, the train is had been delayed because of the, the incident. It's currently still stopped, and they assume that it's going to get back underway shortly. What are you going to do? Where are we? Are we still in the lounge, or are we in, like, a brig? I, I believe that you've all moved back to your... Yeah, there's no brig on board the Orient Express. Um, that you've moved everything back to one of your rooms. Is there someone watching us? Is there someone in the room or outside? Uh, no. Once again, you guys are above suspicion. You're obviously oh. supposed to be on the trip, uh, on, the, on the train. And they there's no blood on us. The, the rumor now is running around that there is some sort of maniac on board the train. Um, okay, so I look at the group and I say, he has to be in, in baggage or in one of these rooms. By the way, did you guys get the uh, the layout of the Yes, train? I did. I haven't pulled that. Right. I actually have that available that we can pull it up as we're playing. I put numbers and things on the rooms. Um, I, I, told, I told the group that he, he has to be in, in baggage. He has to be in the foregrounds. Agreed. Unless he's in a room. I'm not so sure. What do you think, Frank? Well, I, I would agree with you, except for the fact that he turned into a mist. I mean, at, at this point, I mean, maybe. I mean, we don't we don't know what a vampire is or does. All we have to go on is what we've heard through myths and so forth. I I never heard that they could turn into mists. I heard they could. They had transformative powers, but I don't remember anything about this. But we, but we've seen him on the train. He's been a a cripple, in a in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe that's he wanted us. Or I, mean, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just I'm throwing it out there that he might or might not. I just I, I look down and I, and I shake my head and I say we have to kill him. It's not an option. There's no other. We have to kill him. Absolutely. The um, pieces are at least safe, though, for now. I think we should. Um, we 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 need we need to specifically arm ourselves, don't we? Um, garlic. Well, uh, like to say it, but um, stakes. I lean back on the bed. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, I'm taking the fact that we're even having this conversation right now. I, 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 I didn't want to be the one to say it, but I mean, that's that is, is it, is it not traditionally what one does? One 
binds the vampire while he sleeps during the day and uh, oh. drives a, a, a stake into his heart. Well, I, in in the in, in in the Slavic portions, it's you have to take off the head and, and shove their, their mouth full of garlic. That's the only way they won't come back. Well, there are the, the other traditions that that, uh, that suggest um, iron nails or silver. Oh well, yes. Um, at the risk of this this turning into um, a bloodbath, um, I, I I would rather suggest that that we try everything that we can think of. Well, me and Stake Frank through the heart, cut the head off. Me and Frank can attest to the fact that vampires don't seem to have any aversion to religious symbols. Yes, but the garlic certainly works. Yeah, we know the garlic. We know the ruby, although the ruby seems to have some sort of a risk attached to it. Yes. Well, he also. I, I don't know why, but he seemed. Uh, I mean, he could have just been surprised that I didn't have blood in my system, but it could also be the running water thing, Doctor Keith. I wouldn't want to risk risk it, but. We also have the Mem Sahis too, which could be quite a powerful weapon against him. What do we do? Well, it would say, it would, the, 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 the Mem Sahis would certainly give us a, a mechanism by which we could behead him. That's, mm -hmm. that's for certain. Um, there is, there is a, 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 a certain poetic irony in, in, in perhaps dismembering his remains, like the uh, simulacrum. Um, I think... I noticed... I noticed outside that there's a, um, a broom cupboard. I nod. Uh, I, I wondered if we could perhaps uh, wait until no one's about, take a couple of brooms from the broom cupboard, snap them, sharpen them as best we can, secrete them about our persons, and head to the foregone during the hours of daylight. Well, I mean, even then, the 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 the, 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 the literature is, is is divided on the subject. Now, the, now the only um, the only the, the only subject I've I've read, the only book I've read on the subject is uh, is, is Montague Summers, and um, he, he seems to seems to support the idea that vampires can't. Uh, come out during daylight, but but of course Bram Stoker in, in, in his book suggests that they're simply weaker. Well, and then there's, daylight. and then there's uh, well in, in in my culture there's the the myth that um, vampires died unnaturally. They they died they, they committed suicide. There are people that committed suicide or, or died of unnatural supernatural causes and have come back because they've been tainted by evil. 
maybe that's what happened with him. Maybe the leprosy, or 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 he got tainted by some dark magic, and he came back immortal. Those are the locations, by the way, of of your rooms on the sleeper car. I was thinking. Um, I just want to throw out these couple ideas that I had. That we know he doesn't like garlic. We don't necessarily know what it does, but he, we just know that he's got an aversion to it. Um, we know the ruby has an effect on him, a painful effect. We did see him start to smoke, I guess, when the sun rays hit him in the morning. So I think it's safe to assume that the sun rays have a detrimental effect. And other than that, as far as fighting or combating him, I think that's all we know, unless I'm missing something. Well, I'm thinking that if we're going to attack him, we need to, right now, since we have daylight, we should have things set up, perhaps um, set up a room with no windows um, and maybe even um, the, the cracks in the doors at the bottom of the door so that he comes in, we shut the door, and we can take care of him disappear. Perhaps uh, Dr. Keith can pull out the ruby. I'll have the knife. Everything that we have at our disposal. He won't be able to... When he turns into a mess, we should just get a fan. I'll blow him right away. Hmm. Well, the vacuum, has the vacuum cleaner been invented to this? <laughs> Even if he turns into to a mist, um, the, the ruby still may may have a, an effect on him. Miss um, and he leaves. It's not like he turns into the mist and he stays around in that form. Tom, um, when we were in the lounge, we saw him turn into a mist and whisk himself away. Which direction? Um, towards. Uh, he was he was always on the side of the lounge towards the sleeping cars. Okay, and the sleeping cars then become the foregon and the, the no, that's no? uh, it's the you're in the lounge. Uh, behind you was the kitchen, and then the foregons. Okay, so he's here with us uh, on one of these cars. I don't. He's not in the foregon. He's in one of these cars. Um, he pulled Rupert out the window. Mm. During the night. Do you think he's on top of the car? Or like a, like a teleportation thing? But he has to physically be with us. He has, He's been following us. He can't just teleport back to a location and teleport to us. He needs to know where we are to teleport to us. But, but, but he can he can move with, with extraordinary speed. So now so, we have to take that, we have to find a way to take that advantage away from him. What are you thinking, Dr. Dawkins? So he's... 
so he's he's um, he has uh, some sort of effect um, towards the garlic. I want to see if um, I know about chemistry, so I should know the um, a knowledge role on this, but I should know the chemical compounds of and basically I can probably come up with some sort of chemical um, something that can um, Dr. Dawkins, go ahead and do a, an idea roll. Sure. And I got a 23 out of 80. Garlic has always been considered a blood purifier. Why? That's still debatable, but... I know that... that um garlic is acidic um, as far as pH goes. What I'm trying to think of is like maybe if I can, if we get some, well, we have garlic, we have plenty of it. If I can try to uh, particularly juice it, we don't have like a juicer or anything like that, but maybe come up, um, I can get some of the, uh, the juices out of it and trying to figure out a way where I can have some sort of chemical reaction, make it in a sort of gaseous form into gas. We can break it and that gas will intermingle with him and it might slow him down. But how long would that take you? How long would that take me? Um, feasibility I'm not even sure how you would do it um, if you're trying to make something well I'm trying to actually think practically um, let's say you got a whole bunch of garlic and you minced it really fine and took a couple of cups of minced garlic and dumped it in a thing of water. And then, well, they don't have spray bottles, but you get the idea. Um, but would that somehow render the chemical properties of the garlic unusable or, or not working the same way? No, it's, um, unless, unless you heat it up, um, the, uh, you're not changing the shape of it, you know. Um, the question might be though whether it's soluble in water or whether it uh, it's uh, well, the oil, the water would just hmm. dilute it. Anyways, those things aren't things that you can actually find out unless you tried them, and if you try them and they don't work, then you've you banked all. You, you, <laughs> you said that we have to go through the the, the kitchen. Uh, to get, get to the, the full guns. Yeah, the, um, the cars that I showed you are in are pretty much in order. Well, here let's let's go ahead and take this opportunity for the people who are watching. I'll show them the train. Because in theory, we could we could see if we can source any more garlic in the kitchen on the way to the full guns. Um, Actually, it's not a it's not a bad idea to mince it and 
I mean, as fine as we can get it. Maybe, I mean, I'm not thinking that we can get it into sort of a powder form, but if we get something close to it, we can well, might, might not be, we can try to... Might, might, might not the, the kitchen actually have garlic powder. I mean, there's garlic powder and garlic puree in my kitchen. Um, everything on the train is fresh. They're not going to be serving you. And and they might have a limited amount of garlic, too. You know, the, the, in fact, you've probably eaten up a lot of their garlic because you've asked them for it. Uh, let me let me show you this really quick. Now, the train's actually longer than what I've got here. But um, at the top there, you've got the, the locomotive. And right behind the locomotive is the, well, the coal box there. And then you've got the, the foregone, number one. And there's there's three main areas that have storage, uh, and then there's uh, foregone number two and three. They're exactly the same, just with more and more and more storage. Uh, and then you've got the dining car and the salon car. You can see the bar there in the middle, which what we're calling the lounge. And then after that, you've got your sleeping cars. And the sleeping cars go all the way to the back of the train, except at the back of the train, there's a less fancy one for the, the employees. It's not that less fancy because it is now, the Orient Express. If, 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 if the, 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 uh, if, if the story of, of vampires having to sleep in, in soil, <clears throat> if that's true, then, then, he would have to have something stored in, in one of the foregones because he's not going to get a man-sized container full of soil into one of the sleeping cars. For a start, that is the doors very, aren't very wide. Um, but we if, saw... that's, if, that's, if that's the case, if, if, he, if he does need a box like that, um, we... Um, We could just destroy that, couldn't we? Or yes. foul it with garlic. Then he'd have nowhere to retreat to. But the problem is, is that we saw the mist head towards the, the, the sleeping cars when the sun came up. They didn't go well, back to would, the foregone. You, you would expect that something that's hundreds of years old would uh, have the sense not to not to reveal its uh, its real location during. Sure. Retreat. Could have you could have um, retreated out out of the window. Um, well, you could have gone down towards the sleeping cars, retreated out the window, and con gone towards the the front of the. Um, I'm thinking if um, we do find anything of like just getting rid of it. I mean, why don't we? carry it out on a deck somewhere if we can find like a deck out outside where we can it'll be extremely weak then and then we can we go just ahead open, and... open one of the the loading windows and just take the lid off and well, throw the whole thing out then if we do that we don't know if he's going to be we know that it might weaken him the sun might weaken him we don't know if it will so the the idea here is we want to make sure that the job is done 
I'm, I'm sure that I've read that they need to they need to retreat to a, a container of their own soil in order to recuperate. Just to bring it up at this point, each of the Forgons has a steward in charge. He acts as guard and as like a inventory taker when things go in and come out. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't necessarily mean that he wouldn't help you find a lunatic who's hiding somewhere in the train. <laughs> Unless he was under right. the, uh, the control of the said lunatic. I mean, so we're, could be a we're, we're actually going... Yeah. We're actually going uh, on a lot of assumptions here based off of some lore that we, we've read or we've come across in the past. We don't know how true it is, though. Very, very much I'm so. thinking he has power you know, to influence people even during the day, but perhaps the sun, perhaps or whatever, he doesn't have that, that control. He's probably trying to recruit. So we don't know. Nothing really beats a failure but a try. So go out and um, these, these uh, guards get some, gather some information right now while we have daylight. I wanted to um, ask is are there windows in the um, storage areas or no. are they completely there oh, actually I take that back there there is a little sleeping area in there for the steward in charge so that is like a little cabin uh, it's towards the center of the foregone and uh, okay. but, and but there is like a little observation area where he gets you know he can look out the window and open the window and but most of it, but, where the storage is, there's no windows. It's, it's completely dark. Not really. I, well, there are lights. Okay. Well, not, yeah. Lights, but, but I mean, like, it's no, no, um, no natural light. I don't know. Let me look at them. Natural sunlight. The map shows, like, windows. The map, in fact, does show one window in each storage area. Because Frank is a photographer, I'm going to ask this because he would know these these not these numbers are the lights on the orient express like what is their color are they tungsten or are they daylight i think this came up when tom had us do the uh gaslight part where they're pinch lights it's a type of gas that uh that was in the 1800s they have electricity now Oh, it is electric? Mm -hmm. okay. Which is why I ask. Are They're they tungsten able... or are they daylight? I don't know. Whatever they had in... Uh, what, what's the difference? What's tungsten? Tungsten is like an orange. It's a lower Kelvin rating. Daylight is like the color of the sun. The sunlight. So, I don't know. I think they're incandescent bulbs. Just... Um, I, I would tend to say they're kind of yellowish. normal tungsten bulbs. Yeah. Well, because I'm curious to know, I'm curious, I, I wanted to see if maybe we can replace bulbs, and maybe it's the color, it's on the on the color spectrum, sunlight, it doesn't need to be from the sun, it needs to be the color of sunlight to do damage to them. I don't think well, they had that technology be, yet. To make that kind of light. I don't know. 
Yes, it is physics. So, um, I mean, light is, I mean, light is on the spectrum, but I think what's really affecting it might be uh, ultraviolet. That's light. true. Could be just the UV rays. So one question I have is, we have about a two-hour window before we get to civilization and the police. Do we want to try and accomplish this all before we get to the police? Yes. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I think that we should start now. And I stand up, and I'm going to go get the brooms, and I'm going to make... I guess we should make small, like, spears. Things that we can hide in our coats, but when we pull them out, they're relatively, they're large. They're, they're, they're slightly larger uh, uh, than a stake. I, I will take um, like about 30 minutes um, with the garlic and I'll, I'll try mincing, mincing it up. The garlic juice, the steaks that we're making with, with that. Um, and my thing here is if we do find him and we thrust a stake in him, not necessarily in his heart, but maybe just in him, the, uh, the garlic, incapacitate him for, for just a bit, slow him down. Yeah. Can't hurt. I mean, at this point, nothing I don't think can hurt except... Yeah. It's just a gamble if it works or not. Well, it's, it's a gamble. I mean, one way or the other, you're yeah. going to have this confrontation. Um, I say we come in there as, with as many tools as we, we possibly can. Um, and if they don't work, then we move on to the next one. We don't, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not going to be upset about it. We're, we're just going to go full on. If something <laughs> doesn't work, we'll move I, on to I've, the next thing. Well, uh, the move, moving on from that, actually, that, 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 that ties in with what I was thinking, which was that if we, we have garlic, we could perhaps um, string up garlic at, at, at any exit points from whichever room we're, we're searching on a room-by-room -room basis. So vents and doors and things, doors and windows and vents, um, to try and Im impede uh, him, him from going through there. If we can find his... Um, coffin. Can't believe I just said that. Um, we can either get rid of it or befoul it. Um, stakes. We can make stakes. We've got the 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 mimsahis. Um, we've got yeah. the, uh, the 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 jewel, ruby. Um, yeah, and I know that those two two items are going to be the ones that would be the most effective. Um, Yes. What if, what if we cornered him with garlic, and then we use the ruby to finish him off? Like if he if he if he appears and and comes at us, we corner we get him in a corner with the garlic, and then one of us removes the ruby, holds it up, blasts him. Right. Um, again, I'm, I'll use the um, I'll use some minced up garlic. Um, he goes into vapor mode, I will try to fling that at him. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Anything. Yeah. Um, it, it may work, it may not work, but um, yeah. 
Well, I wonder what would happen if the ruby physically made contact with him. Mind you, that might just make him immune to it. I know that it doesn't affect, but it doesn't seem to burn the person holding it. But remember, it's it's used towards the undead, so maybe. If yes, it, yes, of course, yes. Right. We're living. Well, so I, maybe I, I'm just worried that if it, if it touched him, he might start experiencing that hatred as, as well. That that could anything make him more dangerous. Doctor Keith, do an idea roll. Um, I've got twenty floor out of eighty. Um, think back to the dreamlands and where the heart came from—the heart of hate, hatred. And what what its effect was during that that final conflict. It was um, the sorcerer's heart, wasn't it? Well, it was. It was what the sorcerer wanted. Oh yes, yes, it was from the yes. That's right. But he was already dead. So was the crone. And it burned them both up once it was exposed. Well, she was smart in that she threw it at him, and he caught it. Ah, oh, yes, yes, of course. And when he did, he just immediately was destroyed. He was made it turned into ash. Well, not instantly, but rather slowly and excruciatingly. <laughs> well, we must act while it's daylight. It's still. You so, guys have been deliberating this. It's only. It's still only about. 7 30 8 o'clock well how many uh how many cars are there there are three four guns and how many sleeper cars sleeper cars there's probably about seven or eight of them it makes sense to to do the four guns first i think also the four guns are going to be more difficult to get into yeah we should um, just work our way yeah. and back to front and this is the last leg of the of the train trip, so all of the rooms are full at this point. The train is full. I'll use my charm when we reach the supercars to see if everyone is who they say they are. I look directly at the group. I think I've come a long way. Are you still drunk? I'm gonna take this. Yeah, any any remnants of alcohol in your system have been purged from you by that. I know. I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm good with people. Well, I, I would agree. I think logically we should start with the foregun first if we're looking for a coffin type object. Yeah. I, I think also if we, we get a, a steward who seems um well, one of who, to be on who the is it that, that the head of uh, who witnessed uh, the chef de train is um, uh, uh, 
is named. Uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, Mr. Uh, Am Ambrosino. Ambrosino. Okay. His first name is Coy. Like C O Y, Coy. Coy Ambrosino. And that's a piece of information that you would have just known. You get you got a new one every time you get on the train, but you you know that almost immediately, because he's like Henry. I am at your service. He speaks seven languages, probably. So I'm going to grab some of those broomstick ideas. I'm going to grab this out of that knives out of the kitchen, <laughs> and uh, I'm ready to go. As I said, there's probably not garlic powder. Okay. They, they well, fresh. I, I'm going to grab um, the other half of that broomstick and uh, and and um, taking my my little pipe knife, I'm, I'm going to start um, um, sharpening it. And I'll, I'll get to work on mincing up the the garlic. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's not that hard to. Uh, uh, obtain a couple of brooms uh, when nobody's looking. So they're blue. They're blue handled. They've got blue blue paint on the handles. Everything okay. on, the, on the train is blue and gold. Might, might be a good idea, maybe to uh, rub a little bit of garlic on the uh, on the tips of the. The steaks as well. I mean, every little helps. Sure. All right. So you've armed yourself with how many? I'll say you get four steaks out of the two brooms that you've got. Okay. Can I put like a camouflage well, headband around my uh, my head, like the Frog Brothers? You put what around your head? Son, never mind. It's a joke. Oh, it's a bad joke. Um, I will uh, hand Eldritch my. Uh, my sword cane, and we'll okay. we'll uh, apply the the garlic on the blade of that as well. As well. So now he has something. Yeah, I'm excited to use your sword cane. I didn't get to use. I didn't get to use it last time. I've been I've been a little excited yeah. to use it ever since I held it. Let's see why I had it now. Was it you or was it Frank who? Ask Knuckles. Eldritch. Or was that? Or no. It was Eldritch? Or was, was it was that? Or, 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 of, uh, one of the stories we read. No, I, I think I remember. Somebody mentioned, I think, I somebody doing the recap. Remember, I remember, uh, you handing it to me. Yeah, when I was going to fight Fenelik, but. But he attacked me and I dropped it. I didn't use it. Okay. I've I've got a I've got a car. Uh, we'll All right. So where are you going to go first? Uh, can you pull up the map again? Sure. If we're on three would be our first one that we approach, right? I believe that is correct.
foregone three. Yes, and you were appro you're coming in from the uh, left hand side at the bottom. So nine would be the first one that we would get to. Correct. So when you when you come in, the uh, the the steward who's down at the other end he sees you, and he comes down here and he's like, uh, "Yes, may I help you?" Um, hello. Um, I don't think we should stand on ceremony. Um, there's there's a maniac. We're we're helping we're helping looking uh, to to look for uh, this this man who attacked our friend and the other crew members. Um. Well, well, sir, nobody has come in this this car. Well, we just want to make sure um, this person could be hiding in this car somewhere, and. He's already killed a few um, of the staff members here. We don't want to see any more. So, you know, we're just going to have a look. Um, I need you to persuade him. Boy, why am I going to be the persuader? Because you were talking. <laughs> oh, boy. Nope. Uh, man, 57 out of 30. Do mm, you want to burn up all that luck point? <laughs> Somebody else can try to convince him. Monsieur, monsieur, there, there is a dangerous madman oui, madame. A, 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 a loose on, on this train. Oui, madame. We, we, we must search for him for, the, for the, the safety of everyone on here, including yourself. I, I couldn't live with myself if, if we if if we didn't search this 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 carriage and you were later found dead, Madame. If there is if there is a piece of luggage that you need to retrieve and you can show me that it's yours, I can help retrieve it for you. Uh, go ahead and do a persuade roll. Fifty six out of fifty. Mm -hmm. uh. This, this 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 could be a luck six moment. I think. Six points of luck. Yeah, I I think so. Um, well, madame. Um, Luck's getting luck now. Uh, I will I will allow you to to look. If you need so any that, assistance, please tell me. Thank you. We'll 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 try and be as as as, as quick and as. Uh, as discreet as possible. Thank you. Right. Um, do a spot hidden. Well, wait, where, where are you going to go? Obviously, you're going to go to nine first, right? Yeah, nine. First. All right, do a spot hidden. Thirty six out of forty five. Uh, there are no crates or boxes large enough in this room to accommodate a person getting in. Okay, well that's that's quite a, a reasonable metric for, for figuring out where, where his uh, box would be, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Unless he can transform into a mouse while he sleeps or something, in which case uh, we're in trouble. And, and Bram Stoker's <laughs> in in wasn't it in in Stoke, uh, Stoker's uh, book that uh, changed shape or, or something? Well, like that? you saw him change shape, right? He he did the wolf. If I'm not right. mistaken. So, However, in Bram Stoker's Dracula, he did have to rest. So, should have just asked the steward which which uh, which room the coffin was in. <laughs> I was this close to saying it actually. Who <laughs> ate the coffin? <laughs> oh, Madame. <laughs> ne sais pas the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so what's next? Eight? We? You guide us. You guide us. All right. Uh, go ahead and do a spot hidden. Twelve. Um, your conclusion is, is that eight also has nothing in it large enough that would look like a coffin size. Most of this is hand luggage and things like that. I just thought of a minor point that I'm going to bring up that I made it a point to bring a stake, but I didn't bring anything to bang a stake in with. Can I bring like a book or something? Yes, which book? A Bible, if I could get my hands on one. Hmm. Yeah, I'm probably, probably probably sure you'd find a small Bible. Okay. All right. Yep. Um. <clears throat> go on. Well, I think um, seven. All right. Spot hidden. You go ahead. I'm going to uh, head to the observation room and check in there really quick. Well, that's that's where the steward lives. So, well, he could be a vampire. We don't know. Um, you, uh, it's it's just living quarters, very similar to yours, though not quite as luxurious, luxurious obviously. All right. <gasps> Forty-three out of forty-five. Um, room number seven has a number of trunks um, that are fairly large, and one one large looks like a wardrobe. Um, what do you want to do? Um, can I smell it? Sure. It smells like cedar. It's no earthy. A mixture of cedar and garlic. <laughs> no, just cedar. No, I mean because we're all we've got. Some actually, actually, there's even, there's a there's a taint of mothballs too. <laughs> is it is it locked from without? Uh, it is. It would seem unlikely to. If there's a lock on the outside of something, then it would seem that unlikely that that's the uh, 
the object in question. Okay. Well, we, we can make note of it, and then if something looks better, we can check that first, and then, or we can always come back to this. Yes, I, that's a good idea. All right. Okay. So you, you pass through the foregone two. Yes. Uh, go ahead and do a spot hidden for six. What are the rest of you doing? Waiting for her to fail. Yep. <laughs> I'm I'm looking over crates as well. Yeah. Well, you mine. you didn't have to wait long. I got fifty three. Uh, you lucky had to run out, didn't it? So, uh, 53 out of 45. So. Who, do you, who do you want to make a spot hidden roll now, Tom? Me or Jeff? Or um, well, first I'll say I'll say this room is pretty much packed tight with with luggage. Um, it's possible that larger luggage could be in the back on the bottom, which you can't quite see. Um, who who want? Well, you Eldridge, you said you were looking too. Go ahead. Okay. Yes, you you go and have a look. I can't see a bloody thing in there. Forty-five out of sixty-five. Okay. You kind of you kind of employ a little bit of a trick. You push some of the boxes out of the way, and you reach your hand back and try to feel, and you can feel that there's more luggage behind this luggage, but. It's not any bigger than this luggage. It's not made of wood and filled with dirt. No, it feels it feels like there's probably not a larger box hidden back in the back. Okay. Um, so I look back to the group and I shake my head and I pull back. <clears throat> All right. Next. Um five. Five. Check number five. All right. Um, you notice that you go into that little sort of observation area, and then you go in from the side into five, and five uh, five is packed up pretty tight. Um, there are a number of trunks, and you can't see all the way to the back. It's similar to the other room, only this room is packed even even tighter. You would have to move stuff around. Mm. Does I know it look it, like um, this area has been disturbed at all? No. Everything is actually rather neatly put together. Do any of the um, do any of the, the, the trunks or boxes look like they have a vent on them? A vent? Yes, um, a vent or holes. No. No, you don't see anything like that on any of the trunks or boxes. Um, go ahead and do a spot hidden. Dr. Dawkins, what are you doing? You're just standing there watching 34 too? 34 out of 45. All right. I'm out also. I would imagine that all of us are actively looking. Okay. Um, well, why don't you all do spot hiddens? I have no problem with that. Well, you just passed, right, Nick? Just. Yes. yes. I failed. 
I failed as well. Frank? Yeah. Okay. Um, as you're as you're looking around, you're sort of getting ready to give up on this room because it's got too much stuff in it. But Dr. Elizabeth, you look and sort of between the the the, the cases up in the front, you see an edge of a crate in the back that looks like it could be a much larger much larger crate you can't you're only looking at one end of it and it could only be two feet deep or two feet wide but you can't tell at this point it could definitely go all the way across the room or at least halfway across the room and be a crate large enough okay. you'll have to move stuff well, I'll make a note of that for now. Okay. Do you guys want to continue on to four, and I can start moving. Boxes well, let, well let, let's let's search all the four guns first, because if we find one that's like, obviously a, a coffin, okay, okay. yeah, then okay. Um, then we then we know we've got it. Otherwise, we can just come back and then work our way back. Yeah, all right. Come back anyway. So, so we have <laughs> possible number seven and a possible number five. Yeah, we've got All right. the wardrobe in number seven and the crate in number five. All right, number four. Go ahead and do a spot hidden, whoever wants to look. Pass. 73. No, my I'll eyes. I've used well. my eyes up for the day. Fail. Well, Frank and Dr. Dawkins, you immediately realize that a lot of this room is uh, food, dried goods. That are being stored here. Okay. Uh, you don't think there's anything big enough for him to get in Any unless it's powder? a crate of beans. What's that? No. Any garlic powder back here? No. <laughs> no, no garlic powder. Okay. Ah, fine, finest garlic. <laughs> Andy. All right. Number three. Uh, number three, you look into, and it's all male that's being tra transported. So nothing large. A few packages, but but mostly bags of mail. Okay. Um, number two, um, there are a number of crates um, that could maybe hold a body they're kind of short but if the person inside were to you know get into a fetal position they would fit um was fenelik a, a tall yeah um, he was quite tall he's probably about six feet tall maybe a little taller not that it matters too but he also said he was coming from his home which was in france so maybe, I, I don't know if it's possible, but if there's a fancy French-looking bag or crate. Maybe one with seals and, and postage from France. Mm -hmm. or, or a big Yves Saint Laurent coffin. <laughs> um, go ahead and do a spot head and see if you see anything from France. An FTA coffin. No, I don't. 
No, I got a 95. I passed. 24. Dr. Dawkins finds a, a box. It's about the size of a shoebox with markings from France and asks you all, do you think he could be in here? You did say 95. I shake it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it sounds like rats. No, it doesn't sound like rats. Um, Eldridge, um, you don't see any, you, you, you find some markings on some of the larger things, but it looks like they came from uh, uh, Eastern Europe, probably from uh, uh, Sofia or uh, uh, maybe uh, Budapest. All right. Nothing in here. Well, are these, these, uh, th these crates uh, large enough? To, to hold a body? Like I said, if somebody was in you a fetal position, yes. Um, let's mark it as something to come back to. It looks like they're nailed closed, too. Do we see any sort of, uh, like, like, you know, if it's a, if it's a uh, wooden crate, there should be, like, a small seam in between each, uh, yeah, in, in, in between each piece of wood, unless it's one whole. No, it's, it's definitely a, a constructed crate, yes. Uh, nailed closed. Probably contains goods of some kind. It doesn't look unusual okay. in any way. Okay. All right. Um, while, we're, while we're here, too, I mean, like, I mean, of course, we're smelling like garlic, but I will be trying to have that sense of the sense of smell going as well within our okay. searches see if there's anything that's a bit off all right um room number one proves to be uh smaller stuff okay. and it's now it's now about 10 o'clock okay um which room was it that we so we're gonna stop. Was that five? Five. five yeah, the, the five. The, the, the first one we, we go to on the let's, way back. Yeah, let's let's go back to five and, and look at that. All okay. right. <clears throat> so uh, you get back to five. Um, the uh, the the steward. It's a different steward. Uh, he tips his hat to you as you go by. Uh, he, he, I, we didn't really go through it, but if you've gotten this far in the foregone, then you mm -hmm. you must have permission. So okay. he's not hindering you in any way. I'll start grabbing some of the boxes, start moving things around. Okay. Um, go ahead and do a, uh, uh, spot hidden. Hey, 21 is a hard. I got a 17. That, uh, that crate that Dr. Elizabeth saw, uh, it, it doesn't look like a crate crate. It looks like a wooden box, and it is longer than it originally appeared. You still haven't covered uh, uncovered enough of it. But at this point, you're starting to think that that's our best candidate. Uh-huh. 
I'm um, going to Let's take the precaution. Yes, yeah. Well, uh, just just before we start doing any more, um, I'm I'm going to take the precaution of hanging up um, a clove of garlic at the window, and another one um, at the door. Okay. Okay. So your next move, you're going to start. You can continue moving stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. After yes. a couple of minutes, the steward of the room uh, he comes and he says. Uh, Pardonnez-moi. Um, are you? Do you need to get something? Can I assist you? Um, yeah. Well, we're we're trying to get to this um, to this uh, large crate. Okay. Here. So he starts assisting you by moving stuff out of the way, and within a couple of minutes, you found your best candidate. It's a wooden. Uh, box, very fancy, looks definitely like, not like a coffin, but like a, like a fancy box big enough that you could easily put a body in it. Uh, there are, there are various, uh, markings on it or, or whatever they put on them, stickers or whatever that do seem to trace, at least in part, most of the way back uh, to France. To France? Yeah. They're all good signs. Um, Before we do anything else, uh, let's lay some uh, cloves of garlic around this box. Is the... Or this casket. Is the gemstone warm to touch? Um, do a luck roll. Me or Dr. Keith? Um, I guess Dr. Keith has it. Yeah. Oh, 21. Yes. Maybe. Maybe it's a little warmer than her body, body temperature. It's in it your... It was a little warm. I, I mean, I've, I've been carting... I mean, you don't want to touch it directly yet, but... Well, get it ready, right? Wait yep. a minute. The steward, the steward says, General, uh, do, um, is, is this your your property? I do you look, have something that can show that this belongs to you? I look to the steward and I say, um, yes, we do. Um, it appears, however, that we've lost. Do you mind coming with me to back to our room so that we can grab the proper paperwork? Oh, I'm not actually allowed to leave the the foregone. Uh, but if you'd go and bring it back to me, yes, I'll. I look to the group and I say, uh, yes, I, I, I will definitely go grab that. And I walk out of the foregone and I head back to the room and I I, I don't know. I just, I look around. I try to find something that I can make look like uh, paperwork. Or I guess proper paperwork, clearance. Um, yeah, that's going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's what I'll do then. I'll wait a little while, 
I'll come back and I will look to Frank and I'll say, Frank, well, was it in your room? Actually, let's let's go ahead and, and ask the others what they're going to do while you're doing that. You go ahead and do that because right. I need to figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, I, I, was, I, I was thinking um, if the Ruby um, has to, if he has to be, how am I going to put this? My question was if if Dr. Keith were to take the ruby and set it on top of the, uh, will we see any sort of reaction? Would it start to glow or, or something like that? Does it have to be in the vicinity of something that's undead or have to be directly right in front of them without any sort of um, obstruction? Are you asking a question? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to answer wondering. that question if that's what you're asking. <laughs> you can do it or you cannot do it, but I'm not going to tell you what yeah. happens until it. You can do uh, it or not do it. I'll, I'll, no suggest it. I'll, I'll suggest it to Dr. Keith. What do you think? Well, my, my, my worry would be that if we, we, we do this, it, it might sort of alert him to our presence, but I'm, of course I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah. But if, I mean, if you put it on top of the lid, he won't be able to really escape. I mean, we have the, 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 the box surrounded by garlic. We have both doors covered. And if the jewel is on top and it starts to activate, um, there's nowhere for him to run. The moment he comes out, he'll get burned if that's that's assuming that the the jewel doesn't burn its way through the box and onto him well okay i'll 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 try it i'll um just you know holding it in the the handkerchief i'll i'll just place it on top of the box okay so basically from the steward's point of view you've taken a lump of something and put it on top of the box in a handkerchief Oh no, I'm I'm holding it with the handkerchief, but I'll put the 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 actual gem, the naked gem, on the top of the box. <laughs> All right, uh, nothing happens, and the steward is like, "Mon Dieu!" He says, "That is a huge uh, ruby." I'll um. Looks like this. I just keep having to show it because I've paid for this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll wrap it up again and, and put it back in my pocket. All right. Is is the ruby? Do a spot uh, hidden, Doctor Keith. Eighty-six. No. Okay. I saw, I saw nothing. All right. Uh, it's about now that, that, that Eldridge comes wandering back. I'm going to make my way out into the hallway. Okay. You see Eldridge coming. Frank. Do you have a look on your face? I've, I've got, the, I've got the, the, the always look, just completely blank. 
and, and I go, I couldn't find any papers. We're going to have to... I remember, well, I remember it being in Rupert's room, but then, of course, you know, that it, a lot of, you know, things might have flown out the window. That is true, Stuart. And I look at him and I say, our friend, the one who was murdered, his room was ransacked. Possible that whoever ransacked the room also took the papers in order to take his belongings. Persuade roll. That's perfect, because I have a really high persuade. Um, That's the way to change to roll. I know. Don't say that. 35. I'm good. Well, monsieur, if you assure me that it's your property, um, if you need anything... Uh, I don't know, possibly a crowbar so that we can get the, the lid off? We need is to make it, sure it's it, still it, in there. It, it shut? Uh, I'm sorry, Wayne, what did you say? I was wondering, is the, the box nailed shut? Oh, no, no. This is uh looks more like a piece of furniture than it does a uh, a crate. Okay. Um, so there's no need for a crowbar. It looks like there's a lock on the side of it built in, but uh, uh, you don't have the key, obviously. Uh, uh, but you you said that it was it was Rupert's. It's your friend's, and he got killed. Um, uh, go ahead and uh, and persuade the. Do another persuade and see if he'll get you a crowbar. Who asked for the crowbar? Me, I did. All right. Uh, fifty-one. Can I spend the luck point? Sure. Thank you. All Thirty-seven. Right. So he's going to go get you a crowbar. Uh, you will be alone with the box for about 40 seconds, 50 seconds, while he's getting a crowbar. Want to just take a peek? It is locked. Guard. It's locked? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. There's a built-in lock. All right. Is there... I'm wondering if there's well let me gaps. let me see this it well yeah you were gonna i knew you were gonna say gap um the lock itself is built in and it's not a great lock but there is a little give in the lid the lid comes up maybe a millimeter you know or so so okay. it's there's definitely enough room that you could slap a put a a crowbar between the the lid and the the box itself and pry it up. And it's enough sp uh, space for mist to flow into it. Probably. Um, you've got about mm, 10 seconds before he gets back. Anything? Does it smell? Um, you don't smell anything at all. Doesn't smell like old man? Mm-mm. <laughs> Like didn't have a particular smell to him, did he? Nope. Um, all right. And I'm actually asking Eldridge because 
the Stuart, um, the Stuart comes back around the corner, and he's holding the the crowbar like this as he comes around the corner. And he has a weird look in his eye. And just as you notice that, he's going to swing it at Eldridge. May dodge roll? Sure. Well, what did you get? I got a 78. I got a 70. <laughs> well, neither one of us failed. Neither one of us succeeded. So basically, I didn't succeed. He swings That's good. It, but he's swinging it almost as if he's being controlled. All right. Can I, um, in kind of stepping out of the way, can I bounce towards him and tackle him to the ground? If that's your move. That is going to be my move. Fighting Brawl. All right. Eight. You succeed. You run right into him and knock him down. Okay. Okay. And he seems to be moving slowly, sluggishly. Um, uh, he still has the crowbar, however. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put my full weight on him with my knee in his stomach, and I, and I yell to someone, take the crowbar. You put a crowbar. I'm going to go up behind Eldridge and start yelling at the storage. Storage, what's your name? What's your name? All right. Um, uh, uh, Wayne, did you see you were going to try to get the crowbar? You got cut out a little bit. Um, uh, go ahead and do a luck roll, uh, Wayne. Okay. Nope. <laughs> 76 out of 45. Okay. Um, and all your luck. <laughs> uh, doctor, I mean, uh, Frank, do a psychology roll. Oh six! Wow. All right. By by saying what you're saying to him, you can see it's almost as if you're. Um, it's almost as if you were hitting him, because he's he's trying to fight against whatever it is that is trying to control him. Doctor Keith, what do you do? That's a very good question. Um, just stand there and look pretty. Well, it's, uh, my, my concern is that it's got a confined space. So can I get through? To them, no. You're, you're kind no. of stuck behind everyone. Um, you're up near the coffin or whatever the thing is. Well, I, I suppose I'm, I'm left with the, um, the, the only option of just looking, looking on impotently. Okay. As this, as this unfolds, if I can't get them. Uh, he's, he's, let me do a power, power roll for him. Nope. Um, he is going to attempt to swing uh, the crowbar. Since you've kind of got him pinned, he's swinging it side to side, maybe at uh, Dr. Dawkins' ankle. So go ahead, Dr. So Dawkins. Do a uh, dodge. Yeah. Twenty out of twenty-five. That beats mine. Take so, that dex roll. Uh, he swings, but you you jump your foot out of the way. All right, Eldridge, what are you going to do? You've got him kind of pinned. 
Um, I'm going to take my fist and I'm just going to sock him right in the face and try and knock him out, hit him right between the eyes. Do not do minimal damage, but 35. I've got a lot of 35s. He got a 95. Oh. So you, you effectively knock him unconscious. He falls limp. Okay. So uh, Dr. Dawkins can now probably grab the, the crowbar. Right. I, I turn to the, the coffin. I know what you are. Well, it looks like he knows we're coming. He's afraid. So what do you do? Um, can, can we just um, make sure that the, um, that, that, that we've positioned the, the luggage so that we're, we're getting some light coming through the window? We haven't piled any luggage up in front of the window. Uh, okay. We'll say that you did that. Okay. Right. All right. So let's. I'll I'll hand you all um, a vial of the minced up garlic. You guys, everybody has garlic. Okay. To toss at him. Okay. I'm gonna put that in my and, coat pocket, and I'm gonna have my broomstick and my Bible ready to go. Well, yeah, cool. I'm going to have the, uh, the, the, the dagger. The Memsahis, okay. Dr. Keith looks ready. I've got, I've got my steak out. Should we do, uh, who's going to open it? It's a steak, it's a steak with a little garlic on it just for seasoning. I will open it. Okay. Tasty. So, Eldridge, you jam the, the crowbar into it, and you're going to try to pop the lock. Yes, but not before I, I hold up a thing of garlic and zoom between my hands as I grab the, the, uh, the rounded bit, and I'm going to pop. Okay. That's not the good. second... The second you hear the pop of the lock, the lid flies open with such force it actually cracks against the wall and Fenelik leaps out of the coffin um, very fast uh, and ready to attack. Uh, His hands are like claws. Uh, he looks really angry, and I'm, I'm he also, the at the same time, you do notice that he flinches and squints at the light coming through the window. But the windows, the light from the window, is not falling on his coffin or him. I shall block off the exits. Get in between them. Okay. Well, he's going to swing at. Uh, the closest person, which I think is Dr. Elizabeth. She's been the closest one in there. What do you do, Doctor? Um, Well, I'm going to attempt to dodge. Go ahead. Horrifically poor dodge. (laughs) Oh, so close. 28 out of 20. 
He got 11. Oh, no. So he connects one of his claws, or he does a slashing move. Where's my... Uh, and just just grazes you one point of damage. One point. Okay. Um, he actually he actually has uh, he gets two attacks because he's very fast. Um, his his other swing is going to come towards uh, Frank. You try dodge. I got um, fifty eight. Gonna try to fight back. Okay. No, wait, no, sorry. Yeah. Smarter move would be to dodge. With the stick? Oh, I'm sorry, say that again? Yeah, smarter move for me would be dodge. Okay. Uh, Fail. Okay. And his other claw hits you for two points of damage. Right. Um,. Dr. Dawkins is next closest, so you can do something, Dr. Dawkins. I will attempt to swing at him with the, the dagger, and I'm thinking of those bothersome some hands of his when I swing at him. He won. I'm sorry, you got you're cut off. I got, uh, sorry, I got a 21 out of 35. You connect. Um, the Mim Sahis does 2d4 plus your your strength bonus. All right, so that's just five points of damage. Okay. However, something deep down inside of you tells you that at your will... Uh, you can cause something called a screaming wound, which is excruciatingly painful. If you choose to. Uh, do I need to do a power roll or something? Um, actually, yes. Uh, the, the, you actually, have to, you have to expend some magic points. Uh, say two magic points and do a power okay. roll. All right, that is a 47 out of 60 for the power. Okay. And I will take... You lose two magic points. Um, so when you connect and hit him, he roars. He roars like a, like a monster in outrage and pain. Um, Eldridge... I'm going to rip the, 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 the sword out of the cane that's that's coated in the garlic, and I'm going to shout, Die, you bastard! And I'm just going to uh, shove it into his back, or try to at least. Okay. Well, you'd be facing his front, so. Um, that is definitely a fail. Okay. Um, you, you attempt to stick it in, and as you move forward with it, he... Uh, moves to the side of it and just bends it into a. It's like a, a rapier, so it's 
It's fairly flimsy. It just bends in his hand. So he touches it, and the garlic does not affect him. Actually, it does. He, you can see it smoke a little, and he's in pain. But there's, I mean, he anybody can endure pain. So. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that was my that was my attack. Everybody uh, else, Doctor Elizabeth and Frank. Well, Elizabeth, you go first. Oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. It's his turn. Um. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth, I need you to do a power roll. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> See? That's a one. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> You get the distinct impression that he tries futilely, 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 whatever. He tries in vain to control your mind. And in fact, you, you feel quite strong mentally, like, get out of my head, you bastard. You know, you push him right back out. Um... Uh, he is also going to try for Frank again uh, to, to grab you with one of his claws. Uh, I'm not going to try to dodge. I'm going to try to stab him with a stake. Okay. I had enough of this. And I fail. 60. Okay. Uh, he also failed. So he he swings at you and misses. Uh, Doctor Elizabeth, by the way, your your side is now burning, where the where the rock is. Well, that's that's uh, that's good because I'm going to take it out and okay, use we'll it. Ba- we'll, we'll get back to you in a second because now it's okay. uh, it's Doctor Dawkins' turn. Oh, okay. I'm going to try to attack him again. Okay. Fail with that. I got an eighty-six, so I, I fail. Okay. You you swing at him, and at this point, he's now fucking terrified of that knife, so he's staying away from you, which actually makes him a little more vulnerable to Eldridge. So Eldridge, go ahead. Um. Yep. So I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna attack again. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, essentially take out my pocket knife jam it into the garlic and then swing at it and swipe. Okay. Um, go ahead and try. I can go ahead and try. Uh, that is just barely a pass at 57. Okay. Um, you managed to just nick him a little. Actually on the face. Just, just a nick. Just a tiny little scratch. But when you do, when he sees that you also have a knife, he looks, he reacts as if he's now fucking completely terrified because you both have deadly killer knives that can kill him. Uh, He doesn't know that your knife is just a regular old knife. Awesome. 
All right. How much do I roll for damage or no? Um, I, it was just a nick. Okay, that's fine. So, uh, what he does at this point is he pushes himself up out of the coffin and up against the wall, and he begins to move up into the upper corner. He's almost looming over. He's trying to get as far away from those knives as he can, which since he's preternatural, he's doing the old climbing up the wall thing and onto the ceiling. It's still, it's only, the, the ceilings in here are not very high, but that's um, the effect. He's, he's backed himself into the upper corner of the room and he's going into defense mode where he's, if, if you guys, he's not, not directly attacking, but if you guys try anything, he's going to defend himself. And, and he says something to you in French. Does anybody know French? Frank does conversationally. 12% oui. 12%. Uh, go ahead and roll for it. Oh, almost 16. Well, before if it's important. No, you don't need to. But but what you get out of it is he's he's threatening you. He's cursing at you in French. Um, I mean, you you can get married and. Uh... <laughs> is he making a remark about um, shaking hands with the five fingered widow? I don't know that one. <laughs> French insider. But there's a lot of excrement in what he's saying. So, um, dirty bugger. Let's uh, let's let's even this out. Uh, uh, we'll go uh, uh, because you're laid out this way on my screen. Eldridge, Frank, uh, Doctor uh, Elizabeth, and Doctor Dawkins. Um, Tom, I'm wanting to know if I can leave the combat area. Sure. All right. Uh, I shout. Uh, I'll be back. I'm going to run out of the foregone, and I'm going to rush towards the kitchen. Okay. What I am looking for is a large metal, um, like a silver or like a stainless steel or a tin or whatever, whatever. Just a reflective metal dish or tin. Okay, like a like just a serving tray. Serving the serving tray is perfect. Okay, now I got to tell you, you're going to have to go halfway through this foregon, all the way through the this, the 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 following foregon, and into the kitchen, and, and then you're going to have to find it, and then you're going to have to come back. So that's going to be at least like four rounds. See you tomorrow. <laughs> um. I still kind of want to do it because my plan, uh, I think everyone kind of knows what I'm getting at. I know Frank is because he looked at me and he nodded. I have another idea, but I don't, if you want to say that's your action before I get my idea out. Well, I, 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 I'm like turning on my heels, so if you want to shout your action to me. Is it okay, Tom? You can do that. Remember, anything that you shout is going to be heard by everybody in the room. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to take my pistol out and I was point it at the wall at the wall the walls are wood aren't they yeah oh no they're steel ah. oh I mean the inner inner walls are wood but they're steel reinforced inside oh, oh, 1800s it would have been mostly wood 
think I know what you're thinking of. Um, yeah, yeah. What is the caliber? What is the caliber of your weapon, though? Uh, thirty-eight. It's not that big. If you're thinking about punching a hole in the wall, yeah, I'm trying to punch a hole yeah, in the wall. It's gonna, gonna punch a little hole. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm like right you mean like so that it might hit them a little bit, and you'll say, "Yeah, we've got plenty of bullets. We can just this little cart into cottage cheese." And well, you don't really have time to discuss it. So, uh, if that's what you're going to do, Frank, go yeah. For it. So I'm not trying to stop you, Eldridge, but that's just my intent. So, well, why don't right. you do it, and we'll see the result. And if and if it works, I'll uh, I'll stop. But if it doesn't, I'll wrap. Okay. I'll let you do. I'll let you do it this way. Do a luck roll with a bonus dice, but if it fails, it ricochets. Don't get a ninety-nine. <laughs> so two luck rolls. Right. Okay. I didn't get a ninety-nine. Yeah, we got one more roll, so. Well, I don't think it's going to matter. Oh, wait, bonus. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's a penalty. Okay, yes, good. 46, that will be a pass. All right. Um, I got a 96. Your first. bullet does go through. Uh, now I want you to do another luck roll to see if the, the little spot of sunlight actually hits Fenelik. No, 87. All right, so the light comes through. And but it doesn't hit Fenelek. The sun is at a different angle than what you thought. Okay. Yeah. With that, because it's up, it's it's left up to two luck rolls. I'm 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 gonna go get that ten. We're gonna reflect light on this okay. pass. I assumed you were already on your way. Yeah. Good idea. Um, uh, Doctor Dawkins, what do you want to do? I will take my little uh, tube or vial of uh, and I will fling it at him. Okay. Go ahead and Alright. I got a 70 out of 20 because that's a throw. Okay. Um, your vial hits the wall and shatters. Um, and some of it splashes on him. Uh, but at this point, I, I got to explain that Fenelik is, is roaring. I mean, he is, he is loud. He's almost deafening loud. Uh, he's terrified. He can't get away. Uh, the, the sunlight coming through the window has almost made a bar across the room. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth put garlic cloves above the windows and, and doors. He certainly can't go out the window because he'd go out into the sunlight. Um, you got him backed into a corner. He's he's now an animal that you're torturing. Here's a question. Since he's roaring, um, who else is hearing this? I don't know. Some of the other stewards here hearing this? I don't know Some how they like couldn't. I don't know how they couldn't. So... It's not really what you're thinking. I was thinking just about. wondering how, how loud. Okay. Um, but yeah, my my action. So. 
Well, that was yeah. your action. I didn't, actually. I didn't you, threw your, you threw your vial. Um, yeah, back okay. to yeah. Um, and I didn't bring my, my, my gun or anything. So I'm I don't have a prop, so I'll have to use this iron palm bag. I'm taking out the ruby. Okay. And grasping it firmly in in my 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 bare hand. Okay. I'm going to hold it out in front of me. All right. Um, do uh, a luck roll for me. Sixteen out of forty-eight. That's a pass. All right. Um, when you pull it out, uh, you notice something. Um, as it passes through the sunlight, uh, nothing seems to actually happen. But as soon as it's out of the sunlight, uh, it's it's it sparkles. But it's still in the in the handkerchief. Yes, you're not holding it in your hand. Oh no, I'm holding it in my, in my hand. Okay. As soon as you do that, then of course you're feeling incredible hatred uh, towards these people in the room. Everybody. Um, and uh, like I say, as soon as the stone is out of the sunlight, then it begins to shine brightly and you can see the, the beams of it hitting Fenelik and, uh, he doesn't like it at all. He's, he's screeching. Um, uh, Fenelik is going to attempt to do something desperate. He's going to attempt to just plow through you all and get away. Um, I don't think he failed. He failed. Um, so he makes himself for a moment quite vulnerable. Uh, who's next? Uh, Eldridge, by now you've, you, you're coming back down the, you're, you're running back down to the room. So next round, you'll be in the room. All right. Uh, Frank. Well, my gun idea didn't really work too well, so I'm going to go back to trying to stab him with a stake. Can I reach him, though? Yes, yes. He's quite vulnerable at this point. Okay, I'll try. No. Not even close. Okay. He manages to, yeah, not not get stabbed. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, Dr. Liz, uh, Dr. Uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Dawkins. What are you going to do? All right. I'm, I'm going to try to stab him. And I make it just... He got a 96. Uh, wow. What? So you're, right. where, where, um, I'm going to give you this. Where are you going to try to stab him? What um, are you aiming for? Well, well, if he's, if he's actually like running towards us, trying to plow through us, I'm going to try to ram it somewhere in his abdomen section, his, uh, his center right. mass, basically. You're, you're going to ram it right into his, uh, his right side, I'm sorry, his left side, as he's trying to get past you. Um, 
He got a 96. Uh, go ahead and do, uh, do... Go ahead and roll for damage. 2d4. That's strength bonus. It's uh, six, six points. Okay. And is there anything that you'd like to do in the process? Yeah, I, I will burn another two uh, magic points. Okay. Roll a power. And roll. Like a... All right, let's not fail. This. 29 out of 60. Okay. Um, you cut him deeply and, sla and, and all along his side and as he's trying to barrel through you all, he falls to the floor. So now you've actually got him on the floor as Eldridge comes around the corner. The beam of sunlight coming through the window is just above him, keeping him almost pinned to the ground at this point. And he looks uh, in dire. He's, he's now yelling something in Latin, maybe? I can understand Latin. Yes, I got a, uh, I got a fifty in Latin. Uh, it's a combination of of vicious curses and pleads for mercy. Oh, we're not showing you. You, you killed our friend, and so not showing you any sort of mercy. So we're a lot harder to fight than some little girl, aren't we? I'm gonna take the metal tray, and I'm gonna reflect the light, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna point the light directly at his hand. Really? Okay. Oh, I dropped my dice. I want to see what happens to his hand. My dice went all the way across the room. Um. Oh wait, I got another one. Oh, there it is. Well, that's good. It's the dark one. I don't like the dark one because I can't read it as well. Um, uh, well, he moves his hand. <laughs> you can see that it smokes. Okay, so this works. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at him. I'm just going to say, you, you, this is it. <laughs> like, what is... What does it do? What does the Sedev card act? What does the Sedev card? What does it do? What does it do? Tell me what it does. You're gonna die anyways. You may as well just tell me. Hmm. I'm gonna use a persuade. Can I use a persuade or an intimidate? Hmm. Would that be more of an intimidate? I just didn't expect you to wait so long when you had him where you wanted him. <laughs> he is in agony. He is going to ignore you and try to rip that thing out of your hand. All right, open my box. Uh, what did you get? <laughs> I got a 66. Okay. Uh, you beat me. Well, I guess we both failed. 
Did, we, did, right. we, did, he, did he fail? I don't know. Well, he tried. He failed. Um, okay. Yeah, I failed too. Uh, so he grabs for it. He's not going to answer your questions. In fact, he can't stop screaming. All right. This I looked look at the group. I'm like, this is it. Should I do it? So you're going to take the time to ask the other people a question, okay? I'm just going to say, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll just start abusing you because I hate you. I hate all of you. I just mumble something like, sucking, fussing, rushing, rushing. All right. If no one has any objections, I'm just going to take it and I'm going to beam it right on his fucking face. I'm going to envelop his body in light and just follow him wherever he goes like an insect. Yeah. Um, do a do a luck roll. A luck roll. Uh, twenty. When's my luck? Thirty-seven. Cool. All right, I passed. All right. Your 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 light your your reflected light is having its effect. His skin is charring. He's turning black. He's his. His screams have turned into a howl. Um, his his skin is charring. Uh, the the red light from the heart uh, is uh, is getting brighter, and um, Doctor Elizabeth, you're pretty sure that you'd really like to kill Frank at this point because of the the hatred in your heart for him. Um, however. Uh, there's a few moments of smoldering and flame and uh, phenolic begins to crumble into, into black charred pieces and you can see his bone structure for a few moments and then he crumbles into dust on the ground. Smoldering black dust. Holy shit, we killed Count Phenolic. The guy, the guy who's been like the main villain. I drop the tin. This you is great. I didn't. It was a. It was a joint effort. Uh, I, I, I need. I need to wrap up the ruby again. Do I have to make a power roll to, to put it down? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of know what's going to happen now. <laughs> oh. Unexpectedly, I passed that 43 out of 60. All right. Uh, you managed to wrap it up, but for a few minutes, for like 10 minutes, you really hate these people. Why did they bring you on this goddamn trip? Um, yeah, you, 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 I need you, you all to do sanity rolls. Mm, okay. Uh, 36, that's a pass. How much do I still, how much do I 44 take? 44 pass. If you passed, 1d4. Okay. If you failed, 1d8. Three. Unsurprisingly, shaken up. I'm sorry, Tom, what was it? Uh, 1d4 or 1d8, pass or fail. Sandy roll. Sandy. Fail, surprise. Oh boy. 
six. there not to steal your happiness but do i get to do an intelligence roll uh yeah i'll do that in a second okay um actually go ahead and do that first do an intelligence roll and in this case you want to fail i want to fail which i have a 70 so let's see <laughs> 18 super smart my right. second best roll of the night. <laughs> I have ten cards. Give me a number between one and ten. Did you um were you kind enough to remove the red mist for me or no? No. <laughs> All right, let's oh, wait, that's my ten. Yeah. And there's three. Three? One, two, three. Uh, you faint. You pass out. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if every single card was red mist? I paint. <laughs> I'm just about ready to, actually, because I'm stressed out. So right you're now. like, that's over. Thank oh. God. <laughs> can I, can I red grab mist it? and Elizabeth's seething hatred would have been a very, very bad mix. Oh, it would have been really bad. So you were the only one that failed? Was that? Right. You were the only one Bloody. that failed. Bloody wimp. Look at him. All right. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth, calm down. <laughs> um, I'm making the angry 1920s woman gesture. I need to ask you what you do now in the aftermath. You've got ashes on the floor. You've got the box open. You knocked out the steward. Um... I'm going to say that I begin scooping up the ashes, removing the head. There's and, no head. There's oh, it's just, it's just ashes. It's, it's, all right, so I just take the ashes and I put it in the in the the uh, the crate. It looks like it was just the fancy crate with the ashes in it. Is that a good idea to put the ashes in the crate? I mean, isn't isn't that Earth? That's where he recuperates. Putting the ashes in there might make him come back. You know what? You're right. I'm going to ashes out the window and let the wind take it. That's exactly what I was. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, um, I'd, I'd I'd like to um, open my vial of um, garlicky stuff and uh, pour it on the. Um, is there soil in the box? Yes. Well, I'll pour it on box. that. In fact, actually, I'll take down the, 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 the clothes that I hung in the, the window and the door and, and um, chuck those in there as well. Okay. don't know why, but it just seems like the right thing to do. Is the, I need is to know what you're going to do. I was going to question. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Is the steward still knocked out? No, he's waking up at this point. All right. Shut the box. Shut the box. Okay. Somebody shut the box. Um, and let's attend to the steward. 
Well, before you attend to the steward, I need to know how you're going to deal with the situation that you're now in. What do you mean? How are you going to explain all of your actions in the last five minutes? You've got boxes all over the place. You've broken into somebody's box. You've knocked out one of the stewards. Uh, um, well, the theoretically, they're not going to be able to find the owner of that box, are they? And my idea with the steward, because the people don't rem really remember why they, when they get possessed, they don't remember anything. So when the man wakes up, I'm going to say, you were, you grabbed the, 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 the crowbar and you bash yourself in the face with it and you just got, you went out like a light. Well, every, uh, <clears throat> everything that just happened took place in the space of a matter of seconds. Um, Fenelix yelling has attracted attention. You're pretty sure there'll be people here in seconds. So. Let's leave the window open. No. I have an idea. It's not a good one. But it's an idea. We'll go with it. I hand the crowbar over to Dawkins. I'm going to close the, the, the crate. And I'm going to hold out my... Not my left ring. My, my, my right ring finger. And I'm going to look at you, and I hope you understand what I'm getting at. I didn't catch that last part. Sorry. I, I'm holding, I'm holding out my 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 right ring finger, and I'm putting it on the 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 chest, and I'm looking at you with the crowbar. Okay, I'll I'll do it. All right, you're the doctor. You know, you know the way to do it. You're committed. Sure, right? All right. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> there was yeah, I'll. I'll bring, bring the coat profile. Yeah. So the plan is to break my finger, and uh, I'll start screaming, and then when people run in, I'll say that my finger broke when the lid came tumbling down or when I, like, opened, the opened it with the crowbar or something, and I'm the one who's screaming, help, 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 uh, my finger is broken. All right. Okay. So you're going to break his finger? So I'll do it. But I can't stand it. I, I hate it. You know, I'm being a crapper. It's not that I'm going to do it. I've already done it. He yeah, put his finger out. I got All right. it. All right. So Eldridge is yelling in agony as his finger's been broken. Um, I'm sniggering a bit. You broke his finger good. That's good. There's there's a bit of bone poking out. Great. Perfect. But there's no blood. Um, ah, shit. Oh, no, as, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Um, all right. Just about that time, a couple of other stewards come running, and they're like, what's happened? What, what What's wrong? And I start shouting, my finger, my fucking finger. 
and I'm showing them the bone. Like, it fucking, it doesn't matter that there's water coming out. The bone is sticking out. Fucking right. help me. Oh, sure. What has happened? We, we were looking through the luggage, and I don't know what really happened, but something fell, and it just broke my fucking finger, and I think it was the crowbar, and I point to the crowbar. Right. It was uh, thrown to me. The other steward, though, is getting up off the ground, and they're like, what happened to you? And I he's think like, that, I, I don't remember. I looked to the crowbar and said, One of the boxes fell on him. It, 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 was, it, it all happened very quickly. I, 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 I'm not entirely sure. Can someone please help me with my finger? Please, some water. please me, get some, me, some me, Hold on. Hold on. Can, let, let me ask a question. When, when Eldritch shows the bone poking it and shows it uh, towards the steward that, that fainted, got knocked out, how does, he, how does he react to it? Who? You mean the, the steward? He's not really looking at it at all. He's he's like rubbing his face where Eldridge punched him. I also, you know, probably throw out the suggestion that perhaps he fainted when he saw the broken bone or something like that of my friend's finger. Um, he doesn't remember anything. The other other stewards are helping him to get him up, and they're brushing him off because he's a Steward, I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know, can you do me a favor? Go to my my room and bring out my medical bag. I'll try to tend to Eldridge's uh, finger. Who 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 are you telling uh, this to? Uh, Frank. Oh, I'll hand him my keys too. I, I guess we have keys to our room. Frank. Oh, Frank has passed out. Yep. Frank's passed out. Yeah. And then I look, like, so then I, I look around and I was like, not you. Dr. Elizabeth, can you? Well, they're trying to help Frank out, but he's, he's, he's out. Okay. Wow. He's out for 10 rounds. Sorry. What, Actually, what, it was, what, uh, what, what were you asking me? They, they cut out, out for five rounds. I was asking if you could run to my, my uh, room and grab my medical kit. So well, I am I, am I am I still under the effect of the... Uh, yeah, probably a little you know, bit. <laughs> yeah, what, what do I look like? You're a slave? We've got suffrage now. I'm not, I'm not running around for you. Why, why is there any reason for you to stay here? You can take Frank, you can take Eldridge back with you and Excellent. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, are you? Are you, are, well, can you move? Are you? Are you okay? Am I yeah. another location? The, the I mean, I'm actually putting this show on for for the stewards, more or less. So yeah. the stewards are really concerned about Frank because he's non-responsive. Uh, I I say uh, yes. Let's bring Frank back to the room as well. I looked at the stewards and I'm I'm like crying because my finger is, is, has a compound fracture but i say through my tears no, I, like compound. I thought it was i thought it was compound when it sticks out um okay um but i i look to the stewards and i and i say uh i can't believe he fainted when he saw the bone sticking out well 
All right. Let's say that you guys get back to your cabin. I'm going to the bar. I don't want Dr. Elizabeth goes to the bar. Um, you having an Eldritch moment? I need to go calm be, down. You will be arriving in uh, the little town of... Svillingrad. Within 15 minutes. You're going to need to talk to the police. And... Dr. Dawkins, what do you do about Eldridge's hand? You, of I course, can repair it. that without Completely. any trouble at all. I know. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I was hoping you'd do. Gonna... And he repairs it without any damage at all. Look at that. Um, I won't say anything. Um, I hear a book coming. I'm... I'm going to skip over part of this. All you do, you get to you get to the place. There's police that are, uh, the police ask a lot of questions. Uh, it's finally decided that the maniac jumped off the train, and uh, you will. Uh, the train is delayed for a while, uh, as it's going to be. Your train is now going to arrive in Constantinople tomorrow at just about noon. Okay. And so this will be your last night on the Orient Express. And we'll call it there. Okay? Our players included Thomas McKeon, Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, and Wayne Worthy, with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. Our cur- our, we're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month will help us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.